Alrighty, hello everyone, and welcome to the Reformed Dissenters, the show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical worldview. Thank you so much for watching us today or listening to us. Um, if you're watching us, you'll actually notice that uh, I am in our Pennsylvania studio, joined by my brother Jacob Johnson over here. Hello. So, uh, you know, this is cool. My name, by the way, is Bruce Johnson. We're also joined by Joseph Lasseter, remotely, in South Dakota. Hello, I'm not a traitor to South Dakota. <laughs> yeah, he's he uh, he remains in South Dakota. So, um, yeah. So, thanks so much for watching us today. Don't forget, go to trdshow.net, which is our website where you can find a list of links to all of the various platforms that we are on. We're on just so many platforms now, and especially on platforms that don't censor us and uh, promote free speech, like you know, Rumble, Odyssey, Gab TV. Check us out on platforms where you can gain access to all of our content instead of just some of our content like you can on YouTube. Um, send us an email at trdshow at protonmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Really excited to hear about what you think of our show. What do you think of the new structure? Send us an email at trdshow at protonmail.com. We want to hear your thoughts. Is it working out? What discussion topics would you like to hear from us in the future? We have a really cool discussion topic coming up Friday, um, and we'll be prompting you to send us emails on Friday as well. But hey, get ahead of the, the uh, get ahead of the curve and send us some emails now. We would really, really love to hear from you. Today we are this is our Monday episode. We're going to be talking about current events. All sorts of stuff has happened since uh, last week, so we're going to talk about a lot of that kind of stuff. But before we get into all of that, we have to talk about the verse of the week, and our verse this week is actually taken from Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 through 10. And it says, uh, Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And again, that's Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 through 10. So, this is like, this is on par, I think, Jake, with um, like Psalms chapter 2, you know, that, that whole where, you know, the kings will bow, every knee shall bow. But this is, you know, at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, right? Bestowed on him the name that is above every name, right? This is framing and should be setting up for us a frame of mind within which Christ is king over all and everything else that occurs in our in our life on here on earth is under him. Right? So we've talked about the um, three or, or four governments before, spheres of, of authority, the civil government, the uh, church government, the family government, and then I include the individual government. But all four of those are equal. They have powers of their own, and we're going to be talking about the civil government's powers specifically on Wednesday when we talk about economics and poverty and all of that kind of stuff and how the civil government is at play. Um, but uh, all of those governments are equal with authority of their own, in their own right, under Christ, which means that they don't have authority unless Christ gives them that authority, because Christ's name, God has exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. So unless they, they derive, uh, derive their power from Christ and their authority from scripture, they have no authority. So I thought this was a really good verse to include, um, and uh, I thought that was really interesting. So with that said, let's go ahead and move on to our current event uh, section for the day. And uh, Jake, I'm going to pass it on over to you. Alrighty. So um, I have two articles this week that I want to talk 
speak on, and they are they have basically the same issue in them. Um, that is on the abortion issue, but talking about a different facet of it, and uh, we're going to be talking about um, how multiple companies and other people have, or other other states have been trying to surpass and go around this this leaked court decision mm, that kind of circumvent that yeah yeah in in um Baltimore we find that they've they've become what's called a sanctuary state <laughs> now where wow. where they can have legal abortions wow um in their own city mm. and and we we find this same thing and it's it's understandable for Balt we we would we would know that Baltimore was going to probably do something of that kind of nature, but I think even more surprising, which leads me into a topic that that I want to talk about that we that we find in engrossed in our culture today, and especially the right culture, culture is on the right. The culture on the right is that we 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 create these saviors, mm. right? We're looking for a savior in. Other and we're looking for a savior other than Christ, mm. and that that has been seen in Trump <laughs> before, yeah. and and still has is being brought oh, back yeah. up in Trump. Yeah, very prevalent in the right. And now in this other person that I want to be talking about, who just um, for his company he has created. Um, a program in his company that will allow people to go to other states, to sanctuary states, to have legal abortions, and he will pay mm. these people to go to those states and have legal wow. abortions. And that person is Elon Musk. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Again, like like I'm saying, Elon Musk has recently been seen as a, another savior mm. with Trump and... Especially because of what he did with Twitter. And, of course, it's like, yes, what he did with Twitter, not necessarily good or bad thing. Yeah. I mean, it's it's cool that he did that, and now we can kind of have a little bit more free speech on Twitter. Yeah, we'll see where it goes. Right, it could go either right. Way. So, it, but it's, we, we've created this savior complex in, well, ooh, savior complex is a, Totally different meaning, <laughs> but um, we've created this savior-esque person construct. in construct yeah. in yeah. Elon Musk and all these other people. Mm. And what what is that representing, though? Mm. What we're we're trying to fill a Where does void that come from right. Yeah. We're trying to fill a void yeah. that is there. Mm. What should fill that void? <laughs> and I think we all know this is very basic that we do need a savior we understand that there's sin we know that there's trouble any anyone will tell you that there's trouble and there's problems in this world and maybe some might even say that it's not really with them that they're not the problem yeah but really deep down they know that they are and everyone does right for they know the truth yet they suppress mm. the truth in unrighteousness yeah. and so we know that we want we want the savior and they're trying to find a savior and other things and they yeah it it they they forget that it needs to be focused on Christ yeah it needs to go back to Christ is our savior no one else can give us that <laughs> salvation yep 
Yeah, and, human and not, beings. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, human beings will fail you because mm-hmm. ultimately they're still just fallen yeah. human beings. So when we when we look up to them as as a god figure or like you're talking about a that savior construct, when that's what they become to us, mm-hmm. like Elon Musk in this instance, yeah. right? Then ultimately they will fail because right. they're still fallen human beings. Yeah, they're not the perfect yeah. sacrifice that Christ was. Yeah, or is. Yeah, the King that He is. Yeah. And yeah, that it's, again, like I've said, it's super prevalent in especially the right side. Um, but I mean, you could see it in the left oh, side yeah. as well. They've got Charles Darwin, yeah. they've got yeah multiple philosophers. Yeah. And, yeah. But, and I think that's a reason that the right is really getting hurt mm. recently. Mm. Yeah. And we, we even, and going back to even Trump talking about his, um, how we've, we've created such a, a savior construct around him that he literally said in his campaign that he could go out on the streets and shoot somebody and everyone <laughs> would still love him. Yeah. And we're finding more and more that that's the case. Yeah, it kind of true. is true. Kind of is true. We, yeah. we look at the race that just happened in Pennsylvania in, in, our, in this state um, between Kathy Barnett and mm. Oz. Yeah. And the the results of that election happened on Tuesday. The last Tuesday. Yeah. And Oz um was went on a runoff with McCormick, who was another the the top three was Oz, McCormick, and Kathy Barnett. Mm. Right. Kathy Barnett was amazing. She um, loved God. Her her principles were strong. She was one of... Strongly against abortion. Yes, strongly against abortion. She was a very strong candidate compared to the other two. (laughs) Yeah. However, Trump just created this whole campaign against her and endorsed Oz over Kathy. And I found that interesting. I think, you know, one of the reasons I think he did that was because she wasn't um, coming from... She she kind of came off the top rope, like, mm-hmm. in a way. She she was like, whoa, where did she come from? You know, this hmm. little uh, uh, candidate that really wasn't picking up much steam. Her candidacy wasn't picking up that much steam until um, she made that speech where she shared her life story about how she was almost aborted as a baby yeah. and, um, you know, the the struggle of that and what that meant to her and how much she's strongly against abortion. You know, all of that really jump-started her campaign. And because of that, she kind of rocketed to the top, right? Yeah. But Trump didn't like that. And it, what I found was interesting was that she was the outsider in that scenario. She yeah. was what everybody said Trump was, right? Trump was the outsider. He's the guy we want because he's an outsider. He's not mm-hmm. part of the swamp. He's not. He's going to end the swamp, right? But Kathy Barnett was, was the outsider in that case, and he just dragged her through the mud in, with so many false accusations, so many things that were just ridiculous. Um, yeah, did exactly what you were just talking about. Yeah. It was it was terrible what what he did, and again, it, it like I said, it put to the test how far people will take it. Mm. You know how much they love Trump, and talking to a lot of different people who cared, who liked Kathy, they had no clue that Trump even 
didn't like Kathy. Mm. And, but... But the results speak for themselves. Right, <laughs> certainly. His smear certainly. campaign worked. Yeah, yeah. And Oz was certainly no one good. Mm. Um, yeah. And, and even... He, he's a spineless... I mean, if you see his clip, what he stands for is, like, nothing. <laughs> no. Like, you see the times that he's gone back and forth. He's yeah. He said he's been okay with transgenderism. He yes. has, you know, all yeah. of these things. He is a horrible candidate. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he's controllable. Because he has no spine, it means he might do what Trump tells him to do. Because Trump supported him. Yeah. Trump gave him that little... Hey, you know, I supported you. I gave you the name recognition you needed. Now you got to do what I say, you know. And because he doesn't have a spine, it's more likely that he will do whatever Trump tells him to do as opposed to Kathy Barnett. That's interesting. I hadn't thought of that position before. I I I didn't think Oz was going to do anything good even by the right standards, mm. but since but and he since still he may was not, but there's a higher chance right. of him no, listening to Trump than certainly. Kathy. Yeah. 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 Oh no no no, he's not gonna listen to Kathy at all. <laughs> but um Kathy something, listen to Trump at all, yeah. Something is- interesting, um, in that entire entire um Pennsylvania um elections and all that, the gubernatorial election, Doug Monstriano, um is going into the primary. So this the what happened was the primary election and then they will go into what is it afterwards? Pretty sure it's a general next. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In November. Yeah. It's the big one. And so, Doug Mastriano, who was very strong, Incredible. very good, yeah. um, when when Bruce was still here in Pennsylvania, uh, he was, um, we had looked into Doug Mastriano, and he was a very strong candidate, especially in the COVID era. Yep. <laughs> era. COVID era. <laughs> yeah. But... And then also in the um, the election fraud issue. Yeah. Um, but he was endorsed by Trump as well. Surprising. However, so very surprising. <laughs> and I think it was partly in due because he stood the way he did on the election. Election fraud. He kind of earned some points with Trump there because right. he supported that and helped him find yeah. all the fraud. And yeah. Yeah. But um, even Doug Mastriano um, personally endorsed in and sent multiple messages saying that people need to vote for Kathy Barnett, mm. not Oz. Yeah. Or McCormick. About one minute they left, didn't... and then we'll move oh. on to our next segment. Alrighty. <laughs> yeah, but... Hate to be the timekeeper, sorry. And I, I don't exactly know where McCormick stands. I know he's... I've heard that he's a little bit stronger than Oz, um, but certainly not as strong as Kathy. I think she was the best out of all three of them. Mm. But... Um, it's now turned into a runoff between uh, McCormick and Oz. Yeah. So I don't quite know how we got onto that topic <laughs> off of um, well, talking we were about talking the abortion. About, you know, we were talking about um, constructs, savior constructs, mm-hmm. and how people have set Trump up as that. Yeah. But the things that Trump has done are not that great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the things that he did, and I know, actually, I'd love to hear Joe's perspective on this, because I know uh, we've had this kind of discussion before, you know, some of the things that Trump did um, in his presidency pre-2020 were actually pretty decent, you know, economically, um, uh, as far as taxes go, as far as a, a lot of policies were, were pretty decent, and actually he put in a lot of judges that uh, uh, opposed abortion fairly strongly, so that was encouraging to see. But the Trump 
pre-2020 and, and actually in 2020 um, was a spineless uh, person, in my opinion. It's a person without principles. It's a, it's a guy who supports LGBTQ movements. It's a guy who supports all of these things, gave his country to Fauci for an entire year plus. Um, caused... I'll defend that. Go ahead. So, uh, on that matter of giving it to Dr. Fauci, Trump was a businessman. He was not a doctor. He didn't know what was going on. And quite frankly, nobody was in the in the know of, okay, what do we do? This is COVID. It, it all of a sudden broke out. We don't know what to do. So Trump did what he thought was best. Now, again, I will give it to him that once things should have been, the truth has been more revealed, some, things, some other things should have happened. But at the, at the very beginning... Nobody yeah. knew what was going on. Everybody got concerned. Everybody was um, using more hygiene. Everybody was washing their hands more, using um, hand sanitizer, wearing masks. A lot of people were doing that in the beginning. That's because nobody knew what uh, what to do. Yeah, and but I don't know, I'll give you that after the, the fact, but I think it was, uh, or before the fact, but I, honestly, during the first one to two months, I get that. That he was that way. After that, though, if you read through, like, Dr. Scott Atlas's book, which, uh, this show I've been listening to, The Steve Day Show, he did that live on the show for several weeks, um, and went through the, the Scott Atlas's book, um, the amount of opportunities that Trump had to reverse course, to realize the truth, to change it, take Fauci out of the equation and put somebody in who actually knew what they were doing and wasn't a lying, uh, uh, uh politician... He had ample opportunity to do that, and he failed on multiple occasions. Yeah. But you also got to know what else he was doing in that aspect. I mean, I don't remember the exact timeline, too, but he went to a world summit where all the people were trying to get together, and they were trying to create a world religion. And he was telling people, no, you shouldn't do this because this will happen and that will happen, and I don't have all the details on that. And that, that was pre-2020? I don't remember if it was pre-2020 or post-2020 or whenever, but they mm. were trying to... Uh, there was a world summit that everybody was trying to get together and, and trying to create a world religion, and he stood up and said, no, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to do that. We're not going to... It'll end up very badly if you do, and then now we have Biden. Yeah. So, and Biden is trying to get back to that, get the country back to that one world religion. Yeah. I don't, again, I don't remember when that summit was. I want to say it was relevantly close to the end of his, um, his time, but mm. I don't remember. Yeah. Well, thanks, uh, thanks for that perspective, Joe. Um, and, uh, yeah, I knew that you'd probably want to have some say there because, uh, yeah, we definitely have some differing perspectives on, uh, on Trump. And I, I really, when I people ask me for my opinion on Trump, I'll, I'll ask them, well, which one? Because I, I think there's two Trumps. There's the pre-2020 Trump, and then there's the post-2020 Trump. <laughs> They're two different people. I mean, he had a spine. He lost it. Pre-2020 Trump, for those three years, three years, he was decent. Now, I'm not voting for him. With what he's yeah. done, the um, positions he's taken, the candidates he has endorsed, aside from Doug Mastriano... At this point, I cannot justify personally voting for him just because yeah. of all of those different things. 
and again, like, yeah, what we've seen with the LGBTQ stuff, him endorsing that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's a, that's a Yeah, that's off. a no-go right there. Yeah. Yep. yep. Once, once a candidate goes into that, that's, that's a line I don't want to cross. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And finally, I'm of the age where I can now vote. Woo! That's exciting, <laughs> right? Yeah. That's gotta be cool. Yeah. Yet, I still don't think that voting is our ultimate issue. It's right. not. It's not what's going to solve this. And if they this. steal and rig the election, doesn't even matter yeah. anyways. Yeah. <laughs> need to so. start getting the churches well, under control. This but has been a really good conversation. Discussion. And um, I think what we're going to do is I'm actually going to kind of just decide I probably won't get to my article today, which is fine. But I'm going to go ahead and pass it on over to Joe. Take it away, dude. Yeah, I got two articles. One of them not so long. The other one could be long. It's going to be an interesting discussion. All right, nice. So the short one is Arizona governor approves ban on school COVID-19 mask. Or, I'm sorry, vaccine mandates. Wow. Woo-hoo. That is super cool. And that's Arizona. Arizona finally. Nice. There, there's been another state that said no, no more regulations, Ooh. no more vaccine max ma- mandates. Now you know what I'm going to say about that, right, Joe? What? You know what would have been even better? What? If they had shut the whole thing down. A long time ago, yeah. <laughs> well, you can't do much with Democrats in that case. Anyway, <laughs> oh, did I say that? Shoot. Um. The measure, these uh, bills that he signed into law will be taken in effect uh, 90 days after the le- uh, legislature adjourns its 2020 or 2022 session. And um, pretty much it's stating that to go into a local state or local or state government building, there will not be any more um, mask force or face masks coverings or vaccine cards and oh wow so this is this is any building i thought it was just schools but this is any no, government building no 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 this is any government building this isn't any private business building this right. is only the government yeah 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 for which sure is great our state south dakota needs to do this bill because <laughs> we currently don't have that hmm. i think i think there are county courthouse currently don't quote me on that very much i can 100 percent guarantee say but the last time i went to the courthouse they required me to wear a mask wow yeah yeah so woohoo arizona hey guess what it's a state that starts with an a so now let's just go all down the alphabet <laughs> watch all these other states do it is nice. alabama already done uh right I alabama i think <laughs> alabama's next you know <laughs> I don't know. It was just a state that had an A. So I'm like, oh, look. Now let's just go down the alphabet. <laughs> All right. Well, the second, um, the second, if I can pull up the right file, um, topic, or the second issue is, the headline is, Apple projects billions in revenue lost over supply constraints from China admit lockdowns. Wow. You know Did you why? say billions in revenue will be lost? Billions. Billions of dollars. And wow. what I was reading down later in the article, I think it was up to 90% of their um, manufacturing of iPhones, iPods, uh, MacBooks, continuing on down the line, is all made in Taiwan. 
Oh, wow. Um, so. What's going on there? People, so they're currently the more conservative state. Mm-hmm. Or not state. Country. Conservative side. Um, isn't Taiwan part of China? Uh, yes. So. I think it's a part of the, the continent the of Asia, but I don't, I'm not entirely sure that it's a part of China. Oh, I of the country, continent, I was Asia. thinking that, yeah, that's my bad. More than 90% of Apple products sold worldwide are produced by manufacturers with factories in China. So, and with, and they're, and they have their facilities around Shanghai where there's a citywide COVID-19 lockdown has been in effect since April 5th. Wow. Mm. That is crazy. Yeah, 90%. Of our iPhones, so I guess we won't. I won't be getting that iPhone 13. <laughs> um, so, with that, I decided. You know what? Why don't I just take a look at other what other phone companies have as their um, manufacturing facility? And the Samsung is located in Vietnam, and mm. same with the Google. They originally were in China, but due to COVID, they moved it to Vietnam, which is kind of cool. But the only smartphone that I found that actually is built in the United States is a Linux smartphone, and that's a Librem, Librem 5, I think I'm saying that right. Wow, that is interesting. So, if you want to cool. be able to still have your phones, now, Special those Linux. smartphones aren't... They aren't up to date with all the fancy gadgets and gizmos that a new typical iPhone or uh, yeah iPhone or Samsung would have, but at least it's made in the United States. <laughs> so, do you think Apple is going to start start to go under? Maybe go bankrupt? I don't know. They could. I could see them, especially if they're going to lose a lot of billions of dollars worth of um, customers. I hear the I same thing is happening to Netflix. Well, no, not that not that they have resource troubles, but that they they're going under as well. Mm. Oh, they're going yeah. down under. They've been yeah. going down under ever since Cooties. Um, and yeah, and there was a TV show that actually got their popularity. I'm trying to remember what the name. Oh, was I think that was now. Stranger Things. No, it wasn't Stranger Things. It was. It was one that was filmed in Korea, I think. Oh, the games. Squid Game. Squid Game. Squid Game. Oh, mm. That got them popularity back up. But yeah, that's terrible. I think because Netflix stated that we only want we want you to have a Netflix account per person instead of a family account. Yeah. So whatever the the IP address, whatchamacallit, that's when they started losing a lot more of their. Um, followers and it's just gonna take 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 yep as a as a quick note going back to that taiwan i just wanted to quickly fix it so we're not <laughs> saying something that's misinformation or whatever um researcher. uh taiwan yeah. is a country but is officially a part of the republic of china ah okay <laughs> so you both were correct <laughs> <laughs> sort of it's yeah part of china Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, so it seems like so nice. much over there is just is changing Up and in the it's area, kind yeah, of yeah, flux. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh man, where? Yeah. yeah. So it's a bit of a tricky political mess, but um, cool. 
politics well thank you joe and jake for bringing that up i mean i've got three minutes i'm gonna just say my headline just because i think it's interesting and i will not go over time okay Okay. even if i'm mid-sentence i will cut off how about that (laughs) how's that sound okay my headline is pelosi has been barred by the catholic church from receiving communion over abortion advocacy so speaker of the house nancy pelosi yeah right woo Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi has been barred by the Catholic Church from receiving Holy Communion over her support of abortion, which the Catholic Church strongly opposes. The decision was announced by San Francisco Archbishop, and I'm not even going to try this, Salvatore Joseph, maybe? Let's, oh goodness, in his last name, Cordelion, Cordelion, let's go with that, (laughs) Cordelion, um, who serves as Archbishop for Pelosi's home city. So... This was interesting. I mean, while obviously we're not a Catholic show, (laughs) there are still things that we can work with Catholics together on. Abortion, I think, is a great Mm -hmm. example of that, right? Ending murder, rampant legalized murder, is definitely something that we can group together on. There have been a few protests that um, Jacob and I have participated in where it's been Catholics. We've joined up with Catholics and have held signs and helped them out and supported them because they're helping to um, end abortion, right? End baby murder. So on that same note, you know, church discipline is a duty of the church that should be used as a way of reining in corruption, right? This is a power that they have that they need to use more often. When the church abdicates this role and takes a more passive one, the culture suffers because of this, right? There are ways of diminishing the need for churches to take this kind of disciplinary action. If, all along, churches had been preaching and teaching the entire Word of God on Sunday morning and throughout the week, rather than just a basic limited gospel message, our churches and culture as a whole would be in much better shape, right? They wouldn't need to get to this, it wouldn't, things wouldn't have escalated so often, so frequently to this level of needing this kind of church discipline yeah. if... The people who are already in the church knew what it meant to be a Christian, knew what it meant to be a follower of Christ, a disciple of the King, right? If they knew what that actually meant and what that entailed and what it looked like for uh, to uh, have all of Christ for all of life, what that actually meant, what that practically looked like, which is what the church is supposed to be teaching, this would not be so prevalent in our society. So... That was my takeaway from that article. I'll have that in the link uh, in the description. Joe, Jake, you guys will also be sending me your articles, and I'll be putting those in the description as well. So definitely check them out. Do some additional research. Guys, this was cool. Good discussion. I think this is the first time we've had like mm-hmm. a long discussion about oh, some of those sorts of things and candidacies and all of that on the What's that? Other than our Friday show. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, but, yeah. I think the I think the whole Trump thing has been boiling under the surface <laughs> for us the entire time. So. It needed to be said. It yeah. needed to be said. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thank you so so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Don't forget, go to trdshow.net. Check out our website. Also, send us an email at trdshow at protonmail.com. We're looking forward to seeing you on our Wednesday episode when we break down a chapter that we read in God and Government, Volume Two by Gary Demar. We're very excited to be talking about what poverty looks like in society and how Christians can begin to work in their culture to alleviate poverty from a biblical perspective. And until then, we will see you in the next episode. And remember, in all that you do, do as unto the Lord.